You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. Top of the hour, we'll give you the method to the madness. How we think, uh, how we think all the UFC fights are going to finish tonight. What round, and maybe we'll uh, try to get parlayed with a couple of those. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine, producer Jake Noaker, Jacob and Evan, and the whole crew here on Tapped Out. Lots of news and notes happening in the world of boxing and fighting and MMA this week. The big fight tonight, obviously, Black China. Now I'm just messing with you. Oh, she does fight tonight. Uh, I was going to talk about the Glover DeChair versus Jerry Prohaska fight. But um, I teased this going into the break. There's one guy that gets more push from everybody else in, in the promotion. He's different. Maybe he's better. He's kind of been created as this monster. And his name is Hamzad Chemaev. And I think, BT, that we know what his next fight's going to be. Now, this is just kind of a Twitter back and forth. But usually, when one guy like Hamzad agrees to fight another guy like Bilal Muhammad. Dana White ends up putting his seal of approval on it, and then we get the official date. Looks like it could be October. The early odds, obviously, Bilal Muhammad would come in as a heavy underdog, something like a plus 350. Hamzad looking like it's like a minus 450 or a minus 500. For Hamzad, I said this, I think, last week. To me, the best matchup for him is Colby Covington. You're not going to get Usman right away, so take the closest guy to Usman. Does a Bilal Muhammad make sense for Hamzad Chimaev? Uh, yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense because if if Usman is going to fight Leon Edwards, I think it's smart for Hamzat to continue to take out the top guys in the division. I think it builds his aura. I think it builds a championship fight with him and Kamaro. I think it's only good for him. I think that you know he learned a lot from the Gilbert Burns fight. I think he proved a lot in the Gilbert Burns fight as far as being able to take a little bit of a beating, get through some uh, some challenges, and then come through on the other side with a really great last round. This for me is uh, a good tune-up because you are taking on a guy who has really good grappling skills, as he does too, which you're going to have to face if you take on a Kamar Usman. So, you know, I don't know if you put Bilal in the the category of a Colby. They're a bit of a different type of of grappler because Colby will use that to really get into his striking. But uh, I think it's I think it's a great move by Hamzat to do this to do this fight. So, first of all, hi, I'm Jake. This is the first time I've been on the show. Hi, Jake. Um, hey, Sean. So the I, I just have to, he, he hired me. Oh, <laughs> um, this is so I, I need to say something. I need yes, to say something Jake. about this Bilal and Hamzat fight. Uh, well, what Bilal's coming in at what right now? A minor plus 350 underdog. Yeah, that is crazy. Hamzat is Hamzat, he's an animal, but Bilal Muhammad is just constantly disrespected by myself included. I've lost so much money to that man that I don't, I don't understand how he's coming in as a bigger underdog than Gilbert Burns did. I think Hamza, or excuse me, I think 
Bilal Muhammad is going to freaking put on a wrestle show against Hamzat. Even if Hamzat's able to like weather the storm, it's that's going to be a hard fight for him. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. And if it goes to the ground, like he was talking about, BT, like it would be somewhat interesting. It, can you imagine what would happen if you go back to what you were talking about for a second ago? Because at some point, we are going to see Leon take on Usman, BT. If Leon won that fight, and nobody thinks he's going to, he's coming in as like a huge, huge, like he's like minus plus 400, something like that. He would really screw this whole division up if he somehow was able to take out the Nigerian Nightmare. Again, I don't think there's any way that it would happen, but. Then you've got like five different guys who think that they should be next in line for the belt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, like, look, if Leon wins the belt, uh, obviously you're going to take on Kamar Usman again because it's going to be a trilogy fight. Um, but I, I think that if Bilal, Bilal is he, because he's not exciting, right? Like, I'll be flat out. He's kind of a boring fighter to watch. But he wins. And I, I think for Bilal. him, he's he's got to make himself undeniable. And if he you know, is fresh off the beating Vicente Luque and now is going to take out, you know, the hype train in Hamzat. Yeah, I think he's putting himself in a great spot to to be right in there for the title talks. I don't know what the next thing is. I don't know if, you know, they could actually get Colby Covington to tag in and say that he'd fight him because I know he's tried to round that cage before too. But uh, I think it's a great move for Bilal uh, in a lot of ways. Like, first of all, he, he doesn't seem scared to take on anybody as far as that's concerned. This guy is, uh, he knows that, He's got to take big risks if he wants to get to the top of the division. And for Hamzat, I think it's smart. I think I think that you know you gotta continue to build your credibility, even though everybody does hype you. I think it's not only important because you're taking on top five guys, but you also want to get yourself the most experience possible for taking on a guy like Kamaru Usman. Maybe it does end up being Leon Edwards, and you feel like that's an easier fight. But ultimately, all roads we all think does point to. You want to go take the belt off of Kamaru. And if you do, you need to know every part of fight challenges. And they can't just be steamrolling everybody. So uh, it's uh, it's an interesting matchup. And I, and I agree with Jake. I think that Bilal is getting disrespected by the uh, by the odds makers because the guy is really, really hard to beat. Yeah, he beat Luke, as you mentioned. Steven Thompson before that. Damian Maya. In fact, he's won seven out of his last eight fights. Pop quiz. Who beat him? Do you remember who his loss was to? I've, I'm cheating because I got his his uh, Leon up right now. Only reason I bring it up because we've been talking about him. So again, that just would become a jumbled mess somehow if Leon can beat Usman. But well, Leon was beating him. him, then he poked him in the eye. I think it I was mean, a no contest. At, yeah, I mean he didn't he didn't beat him. That's all I'm saying. Um, Davison Figueroa was a little bit um, whiny, a little bit upset, and quite frankly, I agree with Brandon Moreno, his adversary on this one. I don't think anybody really cares. And this isn't the old anti-flyweight conversation that people were dealing with like four or five years ago. The flyweights are hot, right? There's like four or five guys that I'd watch fight every single time. The problem is with Davidson Figueredo, he's just one of those guys. So if he's not there and you've got Moreno fighting Kaikara France for the interim title, which is going to happen, I think that's the right move to make. There's enough people right now that are interested in that fight that if if Davidson Figueroa is going to be out for a while, I don't know what he's so upset about. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's how it is. Then also, there's this whole, you know, does he have a gripe with what he's getting paid and all that type of stuff too? So, we've seen this with the France. Look, they're going to do that with France Ngannou. Right. <laughs> as great as the uh, the flyweight division has been, like Sorry, dude, they're buddy. gonna they're gonna do it with the flyweight champ. Uh, it's it's you know it's unfortunate because like dude has brought a lot of excitement to that division. The rivalry with Moreno is a lot of fun. Um, but I think that we're all going to be into him, uh, Moreno versus Kai Kara France. I think that's a fun fight. So 
I think, but but for me, like if I'm Davidson Figueroa, I, I feel like I would play this card anyway. Like I would call all these guys fake champions, plastic belts, all that because you know you 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 want to establish that hey, whatever the reasons are that I'm out, I'm still the man. So I don't really have a problem with him ripping the idea of there being an interim championship, but he shouldn't be surprised. No, you're right. I mean, Dana's willing to play a hardball with literally his biggest champion. I get to see him walking right up to David C and figure out, being like, easy little guy. Look, like we've got, we got bigger fish to fry. So yeah, I don't really think that that one's going to have too many legs. Uh, now we now know the main event for BKFC bare knuckle 27. How about this one? MVP versus Mike Perry. You want to talk about a couple of dudes that are willing to throw down. How about the top of that one? I was stunned by this. I was right. like, wait, wait, what? Uh, yeah, Mike Perry. First of all, Mike Perry, uh, Dave Feldman, the president of BKFC, has said this many times. Like, if I could build a, a BKFC fighter in lab, it would come out like Mike Perry. Sure. Uh, so that's really cool. But MVP getting the uh, the pass from Bellator to come do this is really cool. I think it's fun. You know, he's he's gonna get to go do something uh, that I, I think is exciting. It's gonna go to his skill set as far as like that you know, unorthodox way, you know, this guy who's been allowed to go box by them too. So it's cool. Scott Coker to allow him to do that. I think this is a fun promotional fight. I think you could build a guy like MVP up who, you know, I, I, is looking for whatever that would be as far as like a little bit more of a rub for this BKFC. They, they do a good job in uh, getting think people hyped up for these uh, events of guys who, you know, from other promotions, but are being that Avenue for like, Hey, come over here. Um, you know, throw down, let's see what it is. And I think a lot of people are actually really, I'm surprised by the amount of fighters I speak to who go over to BKFC, how many enjoy the experience of just getting into this like raw throwdown of, of no gloves on. Our producer Jake's in my ear saying that Dana would never let his fighters do it. Well, remember that he did let Connor do it. Now, albeit he made a lot of money off that. He was like half the promotion. And I think that he was kind of maybe teasing the idea of letting Masvidal do it. And to be fair, Michael Venom Page is the same, le- I guess, level of fighter to his promotion to Bellator that Masvidal is to the UFC. So I-, I don't know that Dana would never let one of his fighters do it. Like, I think that if he could make a little bit of coin on it, if it was good for him, he might do this type of thing. Nah, I agree with Jake. No. I don't think he's ever going okay. to. No. He actually, I think they technically did let Chad Mendes do it because Chad was technically yeah. still under contract with the UFC. Sure. But Chad Mendes is like, was, you know, tired like he's not he's not gonna fight in the ufc and you know he's fighting in a a much bigger weight class that he would in the ufc but no he i don't think he would let somebody in his prime if leon edwards wanted to go fight pkfc i don't think he's letting him do it if if, if, he uh, would he would because that would bring leon promotion right i nobody cares about him if he went out and beat up mike perry and bare knuckle that's what i'm talking about like if it's somebody on that level i disagree i think you might let him do it um we were just talking if he loses when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's, he's not going to lose to Mike Perry in bare knuckle. In bare knuckle, he might. Dude, I'm telling you. Let uh, me tell you something about bare knuckle. I'm going to tell you this. No, Experience man. matters in bare knuckle. I'm telling you, like, I see these great UFC fighters who go over there, and I've watched way more bare knuckle than I care to admit. But, but And I'm actually an official voter for BKFC, which is another thing. That is, 
Um, the, you need the experience because it's a dirty game. It's not as technical as the other sports. Like you got aggression matters. It's two minutes. You want to get in there and throw as many punches as possible. You don't want to pick your spot. So I think a guy like Leon Edwards against a guy like Mike Perry, I think it could be an issue. Okay. Well, see, you're hyping it up already, which means that I'd like to see it. So let's go ahead and do it. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine, Jake Nowaker here on Tapped Out. While we're talking a little Bellator, one of their best that came over, oh, now a couple of years ago, Michael Chandler says he wants Conor McGregor next. We've kind of heard Conor put Michael Chandler's name in his mouth before, and it sounds like it has the blessing from Dana. So this has been a topic of conversation really since Conor's leg snapped. Who would his comeback fight be against? I think I'm leaning toward Michael Chandler because it sounds like Dana's leaning toward it. Yeah, it doesn't exactly go against the argument of uh, Tony Ferguson's uh, claim of the Dana White privilege for Michael Chandler, does right. it? Um, I, I still like the fight though. You know, we, you know, we did that whole rundown of potential Connor, uh, opponents. Masvidal made his push last week, but, uh, Dana, I don't think he didn't, he doesn't seem too into it. Like, I think he, I think he wants Conor McGregor at 155. I think he wants him to, uh, to, to fight in that weight class. Cause I think he thinks he's a better fighter that way. I don't know what swole Connor's going to look like when he is ready to come back, but this fight feels like one that really could be an awesome promotion and would be really great in the octagon as well. But you got to like Chandler, right? Love him. And some boxing news. Uh, Roy Jones uh, is now a Hall of Famer. So is Sugar Shane Mosley. So is Floyd Money Mayweather and Mickey Ward. What a class that was for boxing. Coming up next, off the boxing and back into the octagon, we'll give you the method to the madness to all the fights tonight. UFC 275 in Singapore. We're talking about it right here on the BetQL Network.